This week on Up for Debate, episode whatever, time whatever, uh, we, we are, can we try that again? <laughs> sure, Matt, go for it. Wait, count me in again. Five, four, three, two, well, one. I was expecting you to say one. I thought you were going to say two and then. Okay. Right, let's try well, that's what comes after two. On two. Okay. Five, four, three, two. This week on Up for Debate, episode whatever. It's the second week of March Madness. What is Matt and Sean going to get up to this time? Could it be more text adventure fun? Stay tuned to find out. It's week two of March Madness, and it's coming your way. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Up for Debate. My name is Matt Mariani, and I'm here with my good friend, Sean Jennings. How are you, Mr. Sean? Good, good. Oh, Matt, I'm beyond good. thrilled to be here. Another March Madness. I think I think we can consider ourselves at the Sweet 16 right, level I'm, of March Madness, here, wouldn't you say? I, I was going to make a, a playful name on the spot. I'm here with the March Mayor himself, the Mayor of Marchtown. The eye, the eye, the guy who has the Ides of March all over him, in like a lamb, out like a Sean Jennings. It's Sean Jennings. How are we no. A, a guy who truly believes the show is marching him towards an insane asylum at Sean Jennings. Uh, hello, Matt. Excited to be here. Would I say this is my favorite month of the year? No. Would I say it's my most confusing month of the year? Possibly. You got a birthday right around the corner, don't you, Sean? Uh, technically, depending on your span, we <laughs> all do. True. If if twelve months is around the corner, um, yes, you're correct, Happy Matt. Yes, birthday, Sean. Uh, be- well, or upcoming. upcoming. Again, I the calendar cyclical. So, either missed it. You either missed it or you didn't. I think that uh, uh, you know. To celebrate your birthday, belatedly, we are going to do a uh, little uh, little, little game I like to call Text Adventure, where we play a text adventure game. <laughs> Did you spend a lot of time on that name, be honest? Yes. So we have, um, we have a couple of, of choices here, a couple of options. And I, last week, I think I presented them to you based on uh, genre is that correct? It was based on genre. No, it was based on star rating. Oh yes, yeah, no, but within, you're genres. right. Yes, you did. They yes, you all, did. But yes. they were all five star games. I figured right? it out. Um, correct. This week yes. I pulled some more games out of the of the old hat, but this time I'm not going to tell you what genre they're in. I'm not going to tell you what they're about. I'm just going to read to you their titles. And you're going to have to pick the game solely no, no. based on the title. However, I will give you one description. You will be allowed one description. If you're really curious about what the game is about, I'll let you read the description of one game. How does that sound, Sean? Uh, uh, listen, sure, month, man. I don't That's get right. a choice. So All right, <laughs> let's do it. first game on the list is Train. Where we could play. <laughs> no, we're no, we're not doing train again. We're not doing. I'm sorry. I, hang on though. To be fair, no, is this a different train? We last week we can play um. it again. All right. I figured if you wanted to shot at redemption, we could try playing train again. Uh, just an option. Okay. 
or uh, the next game on the list is called A Fly on the Wall. I contain multitudes. Okay. Or you've got a stew going. The, a fly on the wall. I contain multitudes. Or there's a, you've stew, got going. a stew going. You've a got a stew wall, going. I contain multitudes. You know, or you've yeah. got a stew going. Now, I will say, I think it would be funny if I used my one description on train. Uh but I'm not going to do that because I know what that game's about. Matt, can you tell me what uh, you've got a stew going is about? That's right, my most I will interesting read the description, and I'm really glad you picked this one. Your friend has invited you over for stew. He has not bothered to produce most of the ingredients. I mean, that sounds very much like something we would we would play. I think we should okay. go with that one. Okay, we'll we'll start the night with you've got a stew going. All right, you want to drive for this one? Um, whatever you prefer, yeah, I'm happy you, you to. Drive. You drive, and I'll spectate. All right, I'll kick us off. Uh, do you have a link you can send me? Uh, indeed, that would be good. Because I was not able you to find it on my own. Going. Oh, I've got it. Okay. I dropped it in the slide. I found it. Um, perfect. Oh, let me make sure there aren't two games called You've Got a Stew going. Um, yes. Okay, great. Let me share my screen so the folks at home can read and play along. Charles, is, Charles Cat is here to help out. He's a very helpful guy. Uh, let's see. We want this one. All right. Let me up the font size a bit so it's easier to read. All right, here we go. You've Got a Stew Going, an interactive fiction in one act by Ryan Veter. Drew's Burrow. As of right now, you are in Drew's Hole, a cozy and murky and grimy dead end in the tunnel's residential neighborhood. This is where Drew does his stuff and generally hangs out. Vague piles of junk lurk in the corners. The ceiling roils with a cloud of thin smoke, which spills out of the room, through the doorway to the south. Drew is here, leaning on a beanbag. Are you ready to make some stew as I am, he cries without getting up. In the center of the room, over a small fire, sits a stew pot. Hmm. Okay. What if we... Hear me out. What if we just type the words, make stew... I mean, it can't possibly be that easy. I just, I just want to see right? what will happen. Oh, okay. Make stew. The only way to make stew is to find some broth, find some ingredients, put the ingredients in the broth, and let the whole thing simmer a while. I knew it couldn't be that easy, huh? I will say I like the font. Um, that they choose. This looks like a nice Georgia font. It's very, it's very classy. Nice font choice. It's very clean looking. Um, let's. I would agree. It reminds me of I think the font that um, the Pig Hero game, the Gronk or whatever that was. That 
that game I think used a similar font, or maybe maybe it was Night Nighthouse. Nighthouse had a great font. Um, it yeah. did. That was a fun one. Um, um, would you like to yeah. look around yeah, look or around. talk let's to the people look around? We could. Uh, so what do we have around us? We have dead end tunnels. Well, let's look at the let's. I want to look at the fire. Junk. Okay. A low fire, keeping the stew and making at a simmer. Okay. So far, it's really only an attempt at a stew. Uh, so all that's in there is broth. Mm-hmm. So that's good. We've got one of the ingredients, broth. We've got to find additional ingredients. Um, should we talk to our friend? Isn't our friend here, Drew? Talk to Drew. Uh, yeah. What do you want to ask him What's about? That word, murine, as murine as ever. I'm going to look that word up. You're learning a new word. Murine. I don't know that one. Relating to or affecting mice or related rodents. I think we're rodents in this game, Sean. Ask Drew if we're rats. <laughs> Doesn't understand it. But I can ask Drew about me. Um, you're pretty cool, I guess. Are we having a heart-to-heart conversation here? Because if so, let's <laughs> I like not. Drew. Okay. I like Drew. What 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 else would um, you like to ask? Ask Drew about stew. Drew nods. The thing about stew is it needs ingredients. Fair. Ask Drew about rats. Yeah, we're the best. Humans suck. So there you go. I guess that answers your question. It does. Um, so let's find some ingredients. Um, ask. Can we ask Drew where to get ingredients? How to get ingredients? Ask Drew about ingredients? I don't know, man. You can put basically whatever in a stew. His gaze is fixed on the ceiling. Just look around. You can put basically whatever in uh, a stew. Hmm. Okay. Uh, he's super excited about this stew. Drew didn't really strike me as somebody who gets excited for much, so the stew must be really important. I think that's kind of the whole point. This stew, this stew means a lot to Drew. I don't want to disappoint him. Now we can go through the doorway to the south. Uh, we can. It certainly seems like it's leading us in that direction, right? Unless we examine the vague piles of junk. Those might be here for a reason. It's just junk. It's not interesting. Besides, it's Drew's All junk. Right. Don't, don't mess, mess with it. Drew's junk. So let's uh, let's head out the doorway to the south. Residential tunnel. You probably already know this, but I feel like I should stop here and say it anyway. You have a really keen sense of smell and a fine sense of hearing, taste, and sure, but your probably number one sense is smell. Go ahead and try smelling some things. It'll be rewarding. A sizable network of tunnels leading to the hidey holes of your fellow rats branch off from the central cavity. This is an older neighborhood, and the struts and archways supporting the walls are cobbled together in an architectural patchwork. That would say building code violation to an above dweller, but to you, it says home. 
A faint trail of smoke curls out of the tunnel leading north to Drew's Borough. Your friend Fran's Borough is west of here. Your own home is to the south. And in the east, you can access the steam tunnels. So we got a little tutorial there. So I smelled. Your keen nose informs you that someone is cooking something somewhere to the north. You already knew that. It's us. We're the ones. So, um, okay. So maybe where do you want to go, Sean? Do you want to head to Fran's house? Fran's borough? Yeah, we can do that. Absolutely. Our house or um, the steam tunnels. Or the steam tunnels. Well, we can go to Fran's. I'm down for that. Fran's borough. You're always welcome in Fran's home. You and her go way back. Fran keeps her place quite a bit nicer than Drew does his. Whereas Drew's burrow is full of vague piles of junk, Fran has arranged her junk into stacks. The rest of the neighborhood is to the east. Fran is here, sitting on a pillow and knitting. She glances at you distractedly as you enter. Your nose alerts the rest of your body to the presence of a juicy-looking, half-eaten tomato. Okay. Uh, well, a tomato is a good ingredient for a stew, right? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. A critical one, if any. We probably need that tomato. Um, should we just take the tomato or should we like, or should we talk to Fran about, ask Fran about tomato? Yeah, I'll probably finish it tonight, What? I, but I was hoping to share it with Miko. Hmm. Uh, okay. Who is Miko? Can we ask who Miko is or smell Fran? Okay. (laughs) Of all your friends, Fran is probably the easiest on the olfactory sense. Uh, Miko, you know, my pet roach. She got out in the steam tunnels the other night and hasn't come back. Looking down, Fran realizes her hands have stopped knitting. Okay. So are we going to have to go and get Miko from the steam tunnels? That doesn't that potentially intuitive though, because she's going to eat the tomato with Miko. But maybe, maybe if <laughs> thanks for offering, Sean asked asked Fran about the stew, and the response was thanks for offering, but a meal with Drew is just about the last thing I need today. <laughs> okay, so we can't just take the tomato from her. It looks like we're going to have to go to the steam tunnels. If I know anything about how these games work, these adventure games, we're going to have to go to the steam tunnels. We're going to have to rescue Miko, her pet roach, and then we're going to have to bring him back to... Bring him back to um, Fran, and then maybe she'll reward us with a half of the tomato or something. Sure. I know of nothing else uh, to ask do. About, oh, so. yeah, you asked about Miko. My pet roach, she got loose in the steam tunnels. Um, where is Miko? Hmm. Um, what does Miko like? Is there some kind of bait we can use to like entice them? Okay. 
That was too comp. Yeah, that might be it's too okay. specific. It hasn't even gone bad yet. The tomato is still good. Okay. Um. Should we? We could either just head to the steam tunnels right now and do it on our own, or just look around the house one more time. Maybe there's some kind of thing. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. No, I think we've kind of gotten the story here. Do you want to go and check out our house? Oh, yeah, we could do that. I, I, I'm assuming we're going to have to go to all three of these locations and put things together to get this tomato. Yeah. I think so. But we might find more ingredients at our house. All so, right. Yeah, maybe let's head to our house while we're here. Oh, I Wait. went the wrong way. Okay. But hey, okay, I went to the steam tunnel. Uh, all of a sudden, the ceiling is too high and the lights are too bright. Uh, these tunnels were built by humans like 100 years ago to maintain the pipes that move pressurized steam from their big fancy power plant to all their big fancy buildings. Even close to the floor, the air in here is uncomfortably warm. For humans, with their big fancy heads up near the ceilings, it's probably unbearable. The arched walls are made out of cracked, ancient bricks that would be fun to climb if they weren't lined with all those steam pipes. There's more natural light in the leg of the tunnel north of here. To the east is, darker, is the darker, less traveled section. The residential neighborhood is back west, and to the south is the palace of the Rat King. A cockroach is here, skittering playfully up and down the walls. Um, call Miko. Say Miko. Catch Miko. No. Gotcha. She put up a fight, but you caught her. Okay, well, that was shockingly easy. Let's go west and into Fran. Give Miko to Fran. Fran drops her knitting and rises from her seat. Miko, she cries as the insect runs into her arms. Thank you so much for finding her, she says, and quickly begins cooing and goo-gooing at her pet. The tomato is undefended. Take tomato. Well, Fran is distracted by her pet roach. You snatch her piece of tomato. Yes. We did it, Matt. We did it. Clinched it. Mm -hmm. Nice. So let's exit out of here. And let's go back to Drew's. Uh, put tomato in stew. The tomato falls in and immediately its juices begin to mingle with the broth. Your score has just gone up by one point. Good job. Nicely done. Nicely All right. done, Sean. All right. So We're good we at this. Tomato. We're good at being we sewer are. rats. We were meant for this. We were meant for a life of sewer rat dumb <laughs> we were um i think we should go into our yeah. house yeah ah whole sweet hole the nice thing about your own place is that everything is exactly where it should be other people's burrows are always just a little bit off you know but even if your home is a dirty rotten hole in the ground at least you can keep it the way you like it your trunk is in here wedged between the bed and the cave wall 
it's your burrow. It doesn't smell like anything. Open trunk. You open the trunk, revealing your diplomat's cap and a potato. Put on diplomat's cap. Uh. <laughs> First, you take the diplomat's cap. Nice. That looks nice. You go around like that, and you'll have to beat them away with a stick. Everyone loves a, a uniform. Cap. Do they mean like a? I'm picturing a graduation cap. That's what I pictured, but I'm assuming it's more of an old timey oh, thing. Okay. Diplomat's cap. No, it yeah. didn't find I'm, so I'm just going to go with the graduation. Um, All right, cool. At least we look spiffy now. And people will probably comment on our, our stylish cap. And we've got a potato. I uh, just want to look at the bed. All right, so we can yeah, exit. Head back to Drew's house and show him what we found in our trunk. Oh. Uh, oh. Put this is... Potato in stew. All right, another point. Nice. We're going to have the stew in no what time. This is, is left in a stew. We got the tomato, we got the potato. Well, it must be more. We haven't won the game. Uh, can we ask Stew about ingredients? Uh, ask Drew about ingredients? Uh, sure. I don't know, man. You can basically put whatever in the stew. Just look around. Um, we got the tomato. We got the potato. Uh, what we, we've hit all the key locations, right? They told us about Fran. They told us about... Well, we didn't, we got to go back to the steam tunnel. There oh, were more areas to, uh, that's true. All right. That's go there, I believe. Tunnel. Uh, there's more natural light in the leg of north of where you are. The east is darker and less traveled. And the south is the palace of the rat king. Palace of the Rat King, you say? That Th that's exciting. exciting. I, bet he'll, I bet he'll like how well-dressed we are. He'll like that we're wearing a diplomat's cap. Oh, maybe that was that's the probably, trick. He's probably going to say, like, I don't allow common rats in here. But you look like a distinguished, a rat of much distinguish. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, Palace Gates, I should let you know right now, there's no food or any stew-related material over this way. Nothing critical is going on in this area. You can hang out if you want, but I don't want you to end up banging your head against the wall. This sparsely decorated courtyard functions as a waiting area for those seeking audience with the Rat King. The doors to the palace in the south are closed. In the meantime, an impatient visitor might satisfy him or, her or herself by instead having an audience with a nearby life-size statue of the Rat King. Path to the north leads back to the steam tunnels. One of the palace guards is here, leaning right, against uh, a door up jam. Up to you, Sean, as the driver. Do you want to hang out here, since there's there's clearly nothing story critical? No, we're yeah. in the interest of time. I, um, I think it makes sense to go back to where we were. Um, I guess then we should continue into the depths of the tunnel. You want to go east to the darker section or north darker. to the lighter section? 
Ooh, I love it. You're in a mood tonight. I love it. Steam tunnel depths. You hear a faint plink as a drop of condensation somewhere on the other end of the tunnel falls to the floor. This is the darkest corner of the tunnels. It seems to have been forgotten, even by the maintenance staff. The floor is thickly matted with dead and rotting leaves. Better traveled stretches of the tunnel lie to the north and west. Mm. Now, of course, the west is where mm-hmm. we just came from. It is. Um... The smell of decay is all up and down this tunnel, but beneath that, you can detect something. You can detect the faint odor of something living. Uh, there's something else under your feet. Hmm. Move leaves. Wet leaves aren't your favorite material to dig through, but your instincts lead you straight for the pulsing, wiggling thing deep beneath the layer of leaves. A fat worm. Fat worm. Okay. That, could we put that in the stew? Or is that bait to catch sure. something like a fish? And then we put the fish in the stew. I don't know. Oh, well, listen, I took right, it. Let's, let's so... in our inventory for now. Um, and I like it. Anything else in the dark tunnel? Or should we head to the light? Uh, we can continue north before turning right. back. Yeah, let's continue north then. Fork in the steam tunnels. A light bulb in the distance dims for a moment, then flares up again. This well-traveled juncture is where the local steam tunnel system links up with the main network, eventually leading back to the power plant. Your usual route home is to the northwest. A discussed shortcut is south of here, where we just came from. The eastern fork leads to the main tunnel system. Disuse shortcut. Okay. So we can go east to the main tunnel system or the usual route northwest. Um, I'm feeling east for some reason. The only reason to leave this neighborhood would be if you were giving up on helping Drew put that stew together. Have you ever played another game? Uh, another game? You know I'm not going to read this game, whole thing. Basically, at the office building, you could just get on the freeway and drive out of town and vanish without a trace, and that's the end. And you're like, wait, what was this game? Basically, that will happen to you if you go east and head out of the main tunnel system. You can go ahead and do it if you want. I'm not going to stop you. I just thought I should warn you first. Okay. All right. I guess that we don't want to do that then. Okay. No. That's basically like a reset. You're so reset button. Sounds like. Okay. Yeah, we don't want to do that. So I guess instead of east, we want to go northwest. Steam tunnel north. You hear a muffled thump from far above. An ominous feeling comes over you. Here the tunnel curves away to the southeast and southwest. A tall ladder leads up and out of sight. Now if I'm doing my math correctly with my directions. We came from southwest. Southeast, I think, takes us back to the steam tunnel we've already been in towards the houses. If you hear... Yeah. If that makes sense. sense. That makes sense to me. You can smell rust all around you. Yep, yep. Tunnels smell hot. Okay. I'm confused. Are we are we still in the dark part of the tunnel? Or do we get out of it? 
No, we kind of moved out. I think the dark part is where we were going to go to die. So I think we're more in the lit part, which I think was... We kind of just did okay. a circle, I think. Is there something we can get from the light side of the tunnel and bring to the dark side to, like, shine? To illuminate so we can see things better? Well, there's... um. There's nothing really to look at as far as I can tell. We can go up the ladder or back the way we came. Okay. Uh, let's go up the ladder. The ladder wasn't designed with individuals of your size in mind, and each rung is its own struggle to climb. Usually you don't even bother with ladders this tall. You aren't a quitter, though. That wasn't so bad, although all your muscles now, muscles now ache horribly. It occurs to you that this room constitute a liminal space above the bright and open domain of humans below your native world of claustrophobic tunnels and you in between an ambassador of the darkness. You can go up through the gate if you want, or you can go down the ladder. Hmm. Well, our diplomat's cap is perfect to be an ambassador of the darkness. Just thinking. Um, oh, do we want to go? Do we want to go to the domain of humans? That's kind of exciting. I mean, that's where it. food is. I think we should try it. It's risky, but I think it's. I think we. Can. All right, you're gambling tonight. Sunny Hill, fresh air, the sun on your face. How do humans endure this all day long? This particular steam tunnel grate is on top of a grass-covered hill near a pitiful little spit of a tree. Around you on all sides, you can see the distressingly clean and tolerably bright world of the surface. You can return to the comfort of the steam tunnels via the access vent beneath you. As if just being on the surface weren't enough, there's a human here eating her lunch in the shade Let's of a tree. Let's steal that food. Uh, let's... Can we approach... If we approach uh, the human, X. I'm afraid that we might get stomped. Uh, she's a human. Her face is flat, arranged in a bizarre manner of human faces. Her revoltingly orange hair is draped over her otherwise nude shoulders in unnatural curls, and her hands are huge and wide. But, still more offensive than all of this, she is using those hands to eat delicious-looking fried chicken out of a styrofoam container, biting and sucking and chewing each piece with that air of superiority that all humans have. Okay. I, I um, think, here's a thought. Yeah. We have to remove. We have to remove the um, human, in some way, to get to that food. Otherwise, I think okay, she's going to squish us. So, can we like try biting her? I mean, that might be a risky move, but uh, try like, what like biting her. 
Okay. Um... Her fat calf is sitting there, just begging to be bitten. So that's what you do. Ow, what is wrong with you? Do you have rabies? Again, with the rabies. Humans love bringing that one up. So insensitive. Don't be rude, she says. Uh, could we... Yeah. You disappear from the human's vision, slinking through the grass like a viper. Now you are behind her, melting into the shadow of the tree. And now her hair is in front of you, splayed across her back for you to abuse, according to your whim. You give it a good yank. She screeches and whirls around to smack you, but you are already safe and sound back at the grate. Can't a girl eat her lunch out here in peace? Yeah, it seemed like it worked. So we just have to do something to bother. What else? What else can we do? That what, what were some? Maybe there were some clues in the description, like how the hair was a big clue, and the thighs were a clue. Uh, she's got big hands. She's eating the chicken. Uh, eat chicken. Uh, you move in on the chicken, mouth watering, but the human bats you away. Mind, she snaps. Are you trying yes, to annoy me? Trying to annoy you. Can we like screech? Yeah. The human covers her ears as you scream at the top of your lungs for a few seconds. When you run out of breath, breath though, she responds by shrieking at an even higher pitch for even longer. How about that? She smirks. And now her face is red and her chest is heaving. The human starts collecting her things. If you're going to keep pestering me, I'll just eat my lunch somewhere else. And just so you know, I'm going to call campus services and tell them to lock this steam vent up. Oh, no, not campus services. Presently, the odious human and her lunch are gone. But hold on. It looks like she left a oh, bone here on the great. ground. Take bone. That'll be great in our stew. Woo-hoo. All right. Is there anything left to do in Sunny Hill? Um, mm, no, I mean, there was the human and the tree, and that was about it. I mean, we have the worm, and we have the bone. We have the worm, we have the bone, we have the tomato, the potato. Um, okay, um, we can go back. We can go back and maybe get, um, like, put the things in the stew. Is that it? Maybe that's all we need. Sure. Uh, making our way back. Oh, sorry. I think I got to go this way. Oh, we didn't find this before. I'm sorry, I was randomly clicking directions. Beneath a grate in the sidewalk, you hear a snatch of a conversation from the world above. No, you hang up. It's about lunchtime, and a few rays of sunlight fall directly through the access grate above you. A ladder underneath conveniently allows the climber to, uh, to avoid contact with the steam pipes. The tunnels continue to the south and the northeast. I think we found a second yeah, ladder. Let's climb up it. Should we? You navigate the human ladder without difficulty. Who needs thumbs? You give the door a good push, but it seems to be locked from the outside. Hmm. 
Uh, let's look at it. The horizontal iron door is fitted to the grate for the use of human maintenance staff. Sometimes they forget to lock the grates after they're done poking around in the tunnel. A welcome current of cool air flows down from the grate onto your face. All you can see through the holes are little patches of sky. One of the holes is obstructed by, is that a piece of apple? Yes, nice. Go get that piece of apple. Nice. Matt, we're on fire. Nicely done. And that this I is believe, fantastic. We'll make a mighty fine stew. That's how much we'll can you put a in a stew? stew? Drew is going to be so. Uh, all right. Yes, and Charles, get can you get out of here, please? This I'm doing a show. Uh, all right, let's see, Charles. Uh, so we want to go southeast, I believe. Ah. <laughs> I hate this guy. Uh, he heard that we're playing a game as rats, and now he's uh, he's interested. All of a sudden. Clearly. All right. We're back at Drew's. So I'm going to put Apple in yep. stew. Put bone in stew. Put worm in stew. Uh, the stew looks like it's ready now. Wait a minute. Oh, my God. Matt, Wait do you think minute. we can, we can <gasps> eat the stew? Idea, Sean. Uh huh. One more ingredient to this stew that I think we overlooked. Drew? Let's put Drew in that stew. Is <laughs> it gonna let me? Only one way to find out. All right. Are rats cannibals? I think so. First, you take Drew. Drew rebuffs your advances with upraised claws. I'm fine here. Thanks. Not interested. What were you going to put in? Miko, the cockroach. Oh, come on. We couldn't do that. We could do it. That would be terrible. You know how much Fran loves Miko? Yeah, but does Fran... You're going to do that to Fran? Is Fran really our friend? Fran doesn't like Drew, and Drew seems like a pretty good guy. So maybe we can maybe we could put Miko in that stew. Oh boy, Matt, I don't know. Uh but you know, listen, it's your game. So uh Fran is here playing with her pet roach. Oh, I don't know. Can we do it? Take Miko. Oh, where are you taking her? Fran grumbles. We'll bring her back soon. Do we have the heart to do this? I don't think you're going to. Put Miko in stew. You sure, Matt? Just, yeah, before I lose my nerve. You smash the roach's head and throw it in the pot. Your score has gone up by one point. So I guess we got credit for it. Now I think the stew is ready to eat. Okay. Eat stew. 
Drew directs you towards a ladle and you start dishing out the stew. It's quite a fine stew, probably the best you could have put together, circumstances being what they are. It's sweet, it's savory, and it's crunchy. As you eat, Drew pretends to listen to your stories about Fran and the human with the fried chicken and so on. Eventually, the stew is gone, and lying face up on his beanbag, Drew now appears more immobile than ever. Well, he says, we did a pretty nice job, huh? The next day, Fran shows up at your house, asking what you've done with Miko. You've made one heck of a stew. In that game, you scored six out of six possible points in 108 turns. Our best performance yet. Matt, well done. Uh, All right. Wow. Confession time. Were you reading I, the same walkthrough walk I was? Walk up only, yeah, walk no shit. Up only when we when we started talking to the human. you know I <laughs> when we started talking to the human. That's when I pulled it up because I was like, we could probably be, uh, and I think we honestly we could have we could have been on that one for for like an hour just just figuring out how to no to because I had it the yelling. Would you have thought to screech or yell at the at the human? Matt, I had the, had the I had the walkthrough open from the second right, we started. I, I I was I was I was oh, guiding you good. through it. That's good. That's. But I but I knew as soon as you said, "Oh, we got to eat he's Nico," I'm like, "He's no reading." Other way that we he's busted. I knew it right away because I'm like, he would have no, never no, thought I of that. Not have, I would not. Too have. nice this of a guy. Cool and messed up. No matter what, no matter how oh. Fran feels about wow. our dear friend Drew, should not be murdering her pet and putting him in a stew. And that is. No, and now what are you gonna? So you've ruined all your friendships, but you made a delicious stew. Yeah. I mean, we—it's a, a days and day in the life of a rat, and that is you've got a stew going by Ryan Veter. Yeah. Good game, Matt. Indeed. All right. Good for game. One more? Okay. We can try if you got a quick one and make yeah, it finish so next time, but uh, we can give it a shot. Fly on the wall, or I contain multitudes. Describe I contain multitudes. You are Chandra Fitz, a young engineer serving on the cruise ship Princesin and Anna Alexia. This magnificent ship is the first purpose-designed vessel of its kind, meant to take passengers not to an international destination of import, but on nowhere voyages, which meander about the sea like lost whales. Critics decry this pastime of the wealthy, and although it is the target of some ridicule in the press due to its frivolity, the steam-powered Princessin is nonetheless a vessel of remarkable engineering and planning. Despite the controversy, the presence of a number of famous passengers has made this, the Princessin's maiden voyage, something of a sensation. All the world has been observing the ship, and at every port of call, Reporters write enthusiastic articles about the lackadaisical cheer with which it wanders the waters of the Triton Sea. Everything was going so well until last night when the Bishop of New Elmi disappeared. Content warning, blood, light gore, alcohol, abduction, and sacrifice. All right, I can read a fly on the wall, too. Here's a fly on the wall. Yeah, maybe the only reason I say that is mm-hmm. because uh, that yeah, sounds yeah, complicated. Here, here's, 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 the, here's the script for Fly on the Wall. Across the city, strange events are taking place, but you are nothing more than a fly on the wall. Or are you? That's it. 
That's the whole description for fly on the wall. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, whatever you want to do. Um, whatever you want. Well, to do. let's see. A fly on the wall was an entry at the 2017 Spring Thing Festival of Interactive Fiction. And as far as I can tell, I can see multitudes. One. Oh, so this one. Yeah. So I looked it up quickly. This is like the Batman one where you don't have to type in the stuff. Oh, okay. They give you, right, you want to do that options. Yeah. We can probably ch chug through that one. Yeah. Sure. All right. Let me get it up here. Okay. All right. Can you see that? No, there's no walkthroughs, so we're playing it on the fly here. On the fly. Pun intended. Like it. It's a warm, sticky sort of day. You hover around in midair, your multifaceted eyes examining the different aspects of the room. You take the time to remind yourself that being a fly isn't as boring as most people think. After all, you get to travel a lot, you eat whatever you like, and you get to be a whole wide world of strange things and singular characters. And you have a feeling that today won't disappoint. The room you've just buzzed your way into looks like a regular, comfortably characterless hotel room, perhaps a little more bare bones than usual. There's a table just below with one of those funky portable screen thingies that human beings constantly refer to as PCs. And in front of that PC is a human being, predictably enough. Do you get a good look at the guy? Land on the wall? Bother this for a lark. This room is boring. Let's just fly out the window, shall we? Uh, get a good look at the guy. Your curiosity haven't got the better of you. You buzz around the guy's head several times. Strangely enough, he's so focused on whatever work he's got to do that he doesn't even acknowledge your presence. How rude. What will you do? Buzz around his head again. Fly out the window. Have a look at the computer screen. Have a look at the bed. Hover in midair I'm, or gurn. I don't know what gurn is, but I'm really curious about what's on his computer. I, Let's have a look at his computer screen. Glancing briefly at the computer screen, you see only lines and lines of code, and something which looks suspiciously like some sort of countdown. In another life, you would have known what all this meant, but now, it's all gibberish to you. From the looks of it, the guy is now beginning to take notice of the fact that a large and obnoxious fly, namely yourself, who else could it have been, is buzzing around the room and tries to shoo you away with one great lumbering hand. You avoid his attack easily. Too slow, buddy. Too slow. What will you do? Buzz around his head again? Fly out the window? Have a look at the bed, hover in midair, or gurn. <laughs> do, you, do you want to see what gurn does? I do. I. Few people have ever seen a fly gurn. The spectacle is not recommended for the faint of heart, so it is somewhat fortunate that the guy wasn't paying close attention when you suddenly and most enthusiastically make funny faces at him. Why you suddenly decided to do this will forever remain a mystery, even to yourself. Oh shit, the guy curses. God damn it, flies. What will you do? Buzz around his head again, fly out the window, have a look at the bed, or hover in midair? Uh, have a look at the bed. You buzz around the bed a couple times, and the only piece of information you gather from all this flying about is the certainty that this bed has definitely not been slept in. At least, not since the guy arrived here. This guy is getting seriously pissed off by the looks of it. Will you buzz around his head again, fly out the window, or I hover in midair? Fly out the window. You fly out the window and spiral down lazily into the street. In a few seconds, you identify several interesting things, one of which happens to be a back 
Uh, an open back door from which the smell of soup is making itself palpable. Also, a garbage truck passing by and the enticing smell of roses. Hmm. Uh, as a fly, I think we'd be most enthused by the garbage truck, right? You follow... Uh, after the garbage truck, flying speedily. Garbage, in your honest opinion, is not exactly your favorite thing, but one can't be picky all the time. Okay, you're, you're sophisticated fly. The truck slows down. You speed on, however, and in a fashion reminiscent of heroic fighter spaceships attacking evil planet obliterating electric boogaloos, you dive into the depths of the garbage. Matt, I, we can't do these after a day where I've been talking <laughs> nonstop all day at work. And then I have to read. These are written like with a thesaurus. These are um, Matt, do you land on just any piece of junk or hold on? Maybe you should explore a bit uh, first. Explore a bit. It might be dark in here for human eyes, but yeah, from the right. point of view of a fly, the daylight streaming in through the opening at the back of the garbage truck is light enough for you. In fact, it stretches across the corner of your vision like a cosmic event streaking the sky. And it's not long before you find something pleasant indeed, a garbage sack so full it exploded upon being tossed in. With a sigh, you contemplate a myriad of delights. Boiled eggs that were thrown away because no one wanted to eat them, vegetable peelings, mushy bananas, some toddlers' unwanted spinach, a metal can with some leftover sugary soda at the bottom, along with countless things you could not even begin to list. Do you have a quick bite to eat or have a drink? Um, have a drink. You crawl over the mountains of unwanted food and scurry into the mouth of a wine bottle, which surveys the scene like a glass volcano amidst this vast wasteland of unwanted things. Do you look inside or crawl inside in the hope you'll find some dregs of wine hanging around at the bottom? See if you can get those dregs of wine. It's a bit dark inside, but you reckon that you have nothing to lose by this, so you clamber down into the depths of the bottle. And then, all of a sudden, you lose your footing. Without even the time to react, you fall straight down into the unknown splash. Yeah, we died. You died. We died, Sean. Uh, you did. Is, is Gurn... I'm more curious now about Gurn than anything else. Is that a real thing that flies do? Oh, Gurn is just to make a grotesque face. Yeah, I'd never heard that. It was like a fly thing this game won award a gurn or chuck is a distorted facial expression this game won awards <laughs> sean I, I i still don't know if we've cracked the code well how about this matt how about this can I, if i refresh uh, will this reset it all right how about uh you i'll play okay. you read fair enough okay so uh I'm going to, yeah, intro. it's the same intro uh, where we can get, look at the guy, land on the wall, or leave. I'm going to yeah. fly out the window right out the bat. The room is pretty boring. Let, let's skip the guy. And okay. you, you go for it, Matt. Here, let me do this. All right. So this is the, uh, the same situation with garbage truck, roses, or soup. Uh, I got to go with the soup. I like okay. soup. Flies like soup. Mm -hmm. Soup, beautiful soup, soup of the evening, beautiful soup. As some particularly nutty human once wrote, his name was Lou S. Carroll. If your memory is correct, anyway, what matters is that you fully agree with his sentiments on soup. 
That stuff is delicious. You zigzag your way through the open door and into what appears to be the kitchen of a restaurant. There is a chef stirring some soup in an expensive-looking pot. I'm going to enjoy the smell of soup. Ah, what a lovely smell. The chef continues to stir the soup, humming a little French ditty through his mustache. Suddenly, you hear a crashing noise from somewhere near, and it is definitely not the sound of pots and pans. You can now see more clearly what is going on. Apparently, some sort of stranger dressed in all black with his face concealed under a mask is crashing through the window. With characteristic elegance, you avoid a passing shard of glass, which, from your own microscopic point of view, of course, is flying slowly through the air. I I don't know. This is the most exciting neighborhood. My goodness. Um, I, I got to take a better look at this guy. Uh, he looks pretty dangerous with, with his gun and mask and all. You suspect his intentions towards the chef are anything but Pacific. Hmm. You reckon you can take a closer look without risking much, and your reflexes should be enough to get you out of trouble if things spiral out of control. Big mistake. Very big mistake. Because there and then... Something sharp slices through the air, hitting you squarely in the abdomen with a nasty squelch. Your final thought is, what an idiot I was to think I could make it out of here in one. And then, in a brief but mind-bogglingly unimaginable burst of pain, darkness falls. Stare into the abyss, unfurl your wings, or listen. You know, I'm just going to listen. I want to know what's going on here. With a strange sensation of awakening, you allow yourself to listen to the silence, and sure enough, you hear something. So, back again, are you? You've heard this voice before, but where, when, and how? Who are you? You ask the voice. Immediately, it occurs to you that you don't have a mouth to speak with, but the voice understands you somehow. I see your short stay in the other world has not taught you much, has it? Disappointing. How so very disappointing. What do you mean, you ask, puzzled by the reproach you sense in the voice's tone? There is something familiar about this situation, but right now, there and then, you can't for the life of you remember what it is that precisely gives you such a strong feeling of deja vu. I don't have to justify myself, the voice replies in a booming hiss, especially not to someone like you. There's a slight pause, and then the voice sighs. You were there, yet you did nothing. The smell of soup was destiny, trying to give you a helpful nudge in the right direction. And all you could do was get yourself killed, stupidly. How ironic. 
is there a point to all this elaborate preaching you interrupt? Because frankly, I've had about enough of it for a point lifetime. I was trying to make, says the voice, slightly miffed by your attitude, is that I'm giving you a second chance. A chance to change the world for the better. And how do you propose I do this? I'm not even alive. Let me put it to you this way. I'm going to turn back the clock. And you are going to do something for me. Remember that restaurant you flew into? Yeah, I remember that restaurant. The one with the soup, right? What about it? Around the time you were flying around the place doing no good whatsoever, a masked ninja assassin broke into the restaurant, killed the chef, scanned his face with a highly advanced piece of technology, took out a miniaturized 3D printer, printed out a copy of the chef's face and put it on his own face, then hid the body and proceeded to poison the soup. As a result, everyone who ordered the soup that day perished. Oh my god! But I was a fly! How could I know? How could I even stop it from happening? Uh, so much more than just a fly. But now, the time has come. For your sake, and for the sake of those whose lives now depend on you, you must improvise. And upon these words... You return to life in one violent burst, like a diver coming back to the surface, gasping for air. With a pang of relief, you find that you have wings once more, wings with which to soar ever onward through the vibrant air. And all of a sudden, you're back inside that kitchen of the ill-fated restaurant. The smell of soup sends your senses into overdrive with a powerful feeling of deja vu. The chef is now being held up at gunpoint by a ninja assassin. Well, you assume the nasty-looking individual is a ninja assassin based on what you can see of his flowing robes, gleaming nunchucks, and sophisticated technology. You have a feeling that this isn't going to end well for the unfortunately situated soup maestro. Choosing to fly around the ninja's head, unless you intervene, that is. With staunch determination, your multifaceted glare... You buzz angrily toward the masked villain. The chef's not going to die this time, not if you can help it. With strength greater than that of a normal fly, you manage to push, push over, push over the large jar of gherkins, which then topples over the edge of the counter and falls crashing to the floor, freeing all the gherkins inside. The ninja turns his head and stares at the mess on the floor with a startled look on his face. What the hell was that? I haven't the foggiest idea, the chef says in a low voice, looking fearful. Uh, in order to add to the villain's discomfiture, you daringly knock over the mysterious bottle. The ninja assassin draws his katana at the sound of the glass breaking, sweat beating upon your eyebrows, or his eyebrows, uh, the rest of the face, of course, being concealed behind black bandages, such as befit the practitioners of ninjutsu. Green smoke begins to rise from the liquid, spreading into the gherkins now scattered on the floor. <laughs> Summon dark powers with, the, with your mind. Of course, you now abruptly remember that you can use powers beyond mortal ken, although the details are still a little fuzzy in your mind at present. Under the control of your mental incantations, and thanks to the mysterious green smoke, 
The gherkins come to life. The ninja screams and writhes as he is slowly devoured by pickled vegetables. The chef, now freed, flees the scene alive and well. Yes, you win. Bravo, the voice says inside your head, impressed. Mission accomplished. You've finally redeemed yourself. And now it's time for your prize. Upon these words, the room suddenly fades away from view. You feel your body changing, transforming itself, becoming bigger and stronger and vastly different from anything that you can remember. And then you arrive back into the real world. Night has fallen. The city is dark. And you're here, standing in front of a dingy nightclub. The smell of injustice is in the air. And now it's time for you to restore the balance. It's time for you to be the hero you were always meant to be. It's now time for you to kick ass. The end. A fly on the wall. Good God. Roll credit. Oh, my God. First of all, uh, Matt, you know, listen, I, we call these uh, text adventure games, right? And I wouldn't say that they're winners and losers per se, but I do want to point out that I defeated a ninja with my mind and became a sort of vigilante hero and you drowned in a wine bottle in a trash truck. I'm not saying there's a winner or a loser. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, oh, I think we had very different yeah, experiences. Yeah, what a, what a March madness it was. Well, Oh God, man, I just, I yeah, honestly, I, if you told me right now, you're like, Sean, I have a confession to make. I've been doing these every March to, to see how far I can push you and to see if I can get you to quit the show. <laughs> Matt, I would say you're doing a, a such a good right. job. I am just, my mind is melted at these. Okay. Melted. Okay. I just needed to hear that. <laughs> I think, here, here's my pitch, right? I think for next March Madness, I'm going to pick the text-based adventure games. I want to make oh, really? you play them. I'll do you one better. Oh, How yes. About next week on March Madness, Sean gets to pick the text event. Oh, giving me. Okay. okay. Deal. Listen, I'm going to take that deal. Do and it. you got to play, play whatever, whatever I pick. Whatever you could throw at me. I'll, and I'll do it with gusto. Okay. Right. You, I'm going to find something well, you truly insane. You heard you it just here wait. first, folks. Next week on March Madness, the grand finale of, of March Madness month, Sean will get to choose the text adventure that we both will embark on for your enjoyment. And we hope you stick around. And we hope. And by the way, I just want to point out, basically our creative challenges where we kind of write the story is basically what we just did, but better. Oh yeah. Like I think we did oh, a yeah. better I, job. I, I I'm just being honest. I was thinking about that. I, I, I laughed raucously hard. We could do this. That, um, at our create, our last creative challenge. Hilarious. I, I thought it was, it was comedy gold, yeah. but. Um, we could we could write our own a text adventure. Hey, what do you know? You know, I did think about that. I think we could. I think to do it on air would take forever. If we ever went in that direction, I would say you and I write it just like over Slack or something, and then we bring on a guest to yeah. play it. That would be the format. I, I don't think you and I could oh, write it on the show, but I think we could, could write one that, and play that's it. An interesting side project for the Patreon. I like it. Yes, Patreon exclusive. They can vote on where the story goes. The scenes and uh, and everybody on our I'm, Patreon could get a special hidden shout out in the text adventure game. Get a character named after you. Yeah, I mean, how hard could it be, Matt? Uh, you've got a stew going just ripped off Ratatouille. It's not hard. <laughs> it's not hard. 
I think oh, we yeah. could do the it. The more I play these games, the more comfortable I think we could be. The more comfortable I become in knowing I could write a text adventure game. No problem. I bet we could even do a series. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, they pay so lucratively that it's such a good investment of our time. Uh, as, as, as evidenced by this free site that we both signed up to and can play all these games for free. Um, but that's there our show. Go. That'll do it for us today. Uh, on behalf of Sean, I'm Matt. Check us out on all the socials, and we'll see you next time here on Up for Debate. In the blinking of an eye, that moment's gone, and when it's done, when all lose, you always need your best, cause inside you knew. Shining moment, you reached deep inside. One shining moment, you knew you were alive. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.